Hey guys, Brian Jodis here today talking about Onnit. Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast customer base of athletes, thinkers, fitness gurus, entrepreneurs, and yes, podcasters. Through a wide array of products and supplements, Onnit combines cutting-edge science, earth-grown nutrients, and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. And we have two killer deals for you today. Number one, they're giving away for free a trial of Alpha Brain. All you have to do is pay the shipping and they're hooking you up with free Alpha Brain. No joke. I just took mine with its trademark ingredient blends. Alpha Brain builds an environment in which the brain can operate on all cylinders. You're like a locomotive. All you have to do is click the on it link in the show notes or it's on this show page as well. Click that Alpha Brain on it link and go scoop you up some today. Need other on it products? We have you covered there as well. Use the promo code PICK6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X when you shop at onnit.com and you'll save 10% off just like that. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com and get after it with the promo code PICK6 or click the link in the show notes for some of that free alpha brain today. Greek general Thucydides said, the society that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting by fools. Keep that in mind as we meet Evan Temple of the Warrior Poet Society. They believe that motivated by love for others, warrior poets become students of the art of war so they may triumph when the enemy calls. Get fired up as we get into it with Evan on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Evan, I, I'm fired up to say the least. <laughs> to the show. Did, did you know that was my quote? It wasn't the Clitides. I don't. Yeah, think. I forget think, it. I think I I wrote that one right. You're just a man, <laughs> a man before your time. As I was right. No, no, <laughs> no. That's definitely an ancient Greek quote. So I didn't write that one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We love Four, that. We love all that. 400 BC. They were getting into. Mm-hmm. It was a, a little bit of a different time. My yeah, brother, before I, me. I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? How's your day going? Uh, busy day, as you would. I hope and think, but um, yeah, we're rocking out. COVID's not bugging us anymore, so we're off to the races. <laughs> I, um, dude, I'm pumped about this. You guys are one of those uh, platforms and content creators, and just an amazing message that came across my feed. It probably was about three or four months ago, and I know you've been cranking at it for longer than that. But it was one of those things where sure. likely a, a great buddy of mine, and you know, one of those uh, people that you sort of do life with that we we just get along so well. Likely he sent it to me and. And I saw, I was like, what, what is this? Who is this John Lovell? What, what are these guys? And then I start consuming. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, John's I'm fun. And he, he, can, he, <laughs> he gets people's attention like nobody else. So yeah. I, I loved, I loved meeting him early on in college, but man, he can grab a crowd. So yeah. Um, yeah. Sure we're, can. Yeah. He sure can. <laughs> sure we're going to talk all about it and how he does sure. it. In fact, I was, I had, had picked up uh, a new firearm and I was looking mm. for some pointers on it. And he had a training video and it was spot on. So we'll talk. Do you remember which year that was? It was was recently. It was probably within the last year. Okay. uh, I got to think. And there's a couple of other, a couple of the pieces of content you've created. I'm going to ask you about, but I want to get to know you first. Yeah, you got it. Right. What Warrior Poet Society is, who John is, and then also get to know you too. So you're a guy that, you know, predominantly from the great state of Georgia. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, the infamous Evan Temple story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Evan Temple story. Yeah. So my, uh, 
my dad was an artist um, and he worked for the government, which is a weird thing. So uh, like I said, I, before the show, um, grew up in DC. He worked at the Pentagon. My grandfather was a two-star general in the Air Force and my uh, other grandfather was a colonel in the, uh, I believe the Air Force as well. I forget, but they've since passed. We moved to um, St. Simon's Island, Georgia uh, when I was nine. That's like uh, 1990. Mm-hmm. And then you know, grew up there on the beach, had a good time. And I've been a fine artist almost most of my life. So my dad was an artist. I became an artist as well. But my dad had four brothers and they were all in different branches of the military and, you know, a very military family. So my brother went into the military and at the time there wasn't a war or anything like that. So I decided to go to um, go. I was going to be pre-med for my first two majors and then I decided to go into like a graphic design major. And I was like, you know what? I can make some money with my art uh, talent. Why not give that a try? Mm-hmm. And it worked. So I did a lot of that. I met John in 2005, I believe. Um, I started at UGA for one year and then I finished up at Georgia Southern. That's where I met him. He rolled into town on his Harley, you know, just got out of second <laughs> Ranger Battalion, you know. Right. Um, and I, I had been doing martial arts my whole growing up. <laughs> And I don't look at it anymore. I don't look at it anymore. I need to need to make a come up in the uh, in the fitness uh, arena. In the fight, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was twenty years ago. I'm I'm going to be forty next month. So welcome, um, hey, uh, welcome to the club. I just take hey. over again in June. <laughs> well, thank it's you. So bad. Me- it's not so bad. Okay, good. Well, my back my back disagrees with you, so <laughs> I'm going to have to do the rolling again. So so I can get back. Well, but you know, I was doing some some like uh, mixed martial arts fighting. I was. I uh, got a black belt in Kempo way back in the day. And then when John came in, he was doing some jujitsu. Jujitsu was new on the American scene. UFC was just mm-hmm. starting to adopt it. Um, so I would roll around with him. He would teach me some jujitsu. We would go um, shoot guns. We did a lot of ministry work in the local churches there. And we had a really strong group of about 10 good guy buddies and you know, we had a lot of friends. Well, you know, over the years, uh, you know, you lose touch with a lot of your buddies, but me and John, you know, didn't. Mm-hmm. So um, the economy crashed in 2007 when we got right out of uh, right out of college. So we didn't have perfect jobs right away. I, John started doing like a fire suppression system cleaning over industrial yeah. fry hoods. Yeah. yeah. And um, I lived with him for a few months in Atlanta. I moved up from St. Simons to... Uh, to there. And I worked as a designer and an artist for about 10 different firms and they would, they successively went out of business. And this Mm -hmm. is back in 2008 and nine. And about the end of 2009, my, the, one of the firms I worked for went out of business and I decided, you know what, I'm done messing with all this. I went back and called other clients and cleaned them all up. And I, and I was able to start my own like design web design firm and uh we i did that for seven years it was terribly small mm-hmm. um yeah i think my first year i made like 18 grand um i grew up fairly poor um and uh yeah there was one year in college where i lived off like five grand a year so i don't i don't know how yeah. i did it i didn't yeah. even know i was poor i don't think i was like yeah this is what man. you do yeah, <laughs> this is what you do yeah. right and then after that um we got to uh got to the point where John, he, he was, he had a stable job. I had a stable job doing graphics. And then he decided he was going to move to uh, Costa Rica. And he, he was working with the local church and uh, first Baptist Woodstock here in Georgia. 
North Georgia, right above Atlanta. And um, he decided to be a missionary down there for a small group called uh, SCORE. I think it was SCORE International. No, no, no. Um, it's called like a gap year or something. So a bunch of kids would go down to Costa Rica, learn Spanish, and then John would teach them um, Christian apologetics and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was kind of like a church uh, seminary for students who wanted to skip a year and then learn some Spanish. Pretty cool thing. I'd visit him a few times, but you know, um, it wasn't necessarily making ends meet for him. And after about four years, their time was up with that. They came back uh, here. This was 2015. And uh, John started helping out with his uh, with a local gun shop down in Brunswick, Georgia, near my old near St. Simon's where I, mm-hmm. where I grew up. And I was like, Hey man, you know, you're doing this already. He's got he, his Instagram following with, I mean, I, he just posted a couple Instagram uh, pictures of him shooting guns fast. Sure. And, uh, and I think he had quite a, he had quite a following right off the bat. And I was like, well, what if we, what if I make a, what if I make a brand, you know, what yeah. if we take what that brand off? Around this yeah, yeah. Right. And, you know, John can speak and, you know, we used to make little fun skits in college. And so, mm-hmm. so we had fun with that. But, um, yeah, it, it, it just was organic. Um, he was able to uh, eventually quit his job. And, and I stayed where I, I had taken a creative directorship at AT&T at, uh, mm-hmm. at this time. And I stayed on for a couple of years while we built uh, Worry Post Society on the side. And um, then, it, I mean, it, it, it took off from day one. Yeah, so yeah. We, we've been very lucky, very lucky. Yeah. It's incredible. So he's talking about John Lovell, co-owner and founder of Warrior Poet Society. Guy's a war veteran, special operator. He talked about that second Ranger Battalion. Combat tours in Iraq and Afghanistan, right? The the medal of that man, we need not explain much further beyond that because it just, it it speaks for itself, right? Things you've been able to do. I'm leaning in on the the incredible connection to faith in that that I think is pretty amazing uh, for you guys in, in these missions. And also what for you becomes this intersection of your ability as an artist to go back to your family's history, right? I mean, a grandfather is a two-star general. Not a lot of right. people walking around with those as a son of a three-star general. Right? Sure. That's, well, there you that's go. a pretty amazing thing, right? It's that's a big deal. Thing, yeah. Right? No, so no to, way. So, so to take, right, your, your love of art and let it intersect with military history with your best friend. But what I also like hearing about is it's not like you guys just blinked and it just happened. Like it was a grind, bro. I mean, it was a lot of years to, oh, to get yeah. to the point of, of going after it. For sure. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I had been doing art my entire life. So in branding, you know, and then marketing and, and I'm not one of those artists who's just a fine artist who just wants to make pretty pictures. You know, at mm-hmm. some point I was like, Hey, I'd like, I'd like a career in a, in a, and to become sure. financially stable. A little bit more than a, five grand a year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, obviously our mission statement, we were Christians first. And then, you know, John, John's uh, a formal protector. And I was into, you know, karate and martial arts and, mm-hmm. you know, undercard fights and stuff like that. So I was always lo- enjoyed fighting and fighters and that mindset. Obviously, you know, I, I've let that slip as I become a businessman, but um, I still enjoy, I still watch UFC on, on, uh, every time they come on, you know, mm-hmm. love the masculinity yeah. and John's the perfect uh, mouthpiece to speak that thing. And then, um, like you said, uh, we came in around 2016, the whole world had had some, I mean, like Apple came in and changed the design game, Porsche changed the design game for the car industry and all mm-hmm. that. Every, every industry has had its evolution in what, 
we consider good design and branding and marketing. And that's where my angle was. I was like, well, you know, this industry still is just tattered shirts and, and tattoos and blood splatters and gritty and grungy. And as silly as it may seem to bring a, a, like a stylistic cleanness um, to the design world of the gun industry, and we're going to, we're actually writing a blog on it, you know, to talk about it further. Um, you know, what it did is it upped everybody's game. Everybody started realizing, Hey, why are these guys taking off? Well, I mean, I knew that John had the sales cycle and I knew that John had the, the, the mouth to mm-hmm. speak to the people. He has the mm-hmm. look, he's got Charisma, all that stuff. Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 And then of course, and he's got the skills you know, in terms of pistol and rifle and all mm-hmm. that. I'm like this is an e- I always knew he'd be easy to market, but we just needed an angle. And then, um, you know, and I built websites. So I was like, Hey, let's build yeah. this brand. Let's build yeah. this website. Let's build the, you know, uh, we have betterment style to it. We want to, we, everybody's and it's inclusive of anybody and then if and everybody and and every race and if you'd like to be part of this you don't even have to be a christian we're definitely that we're you know we're leaning on a higher power to give us a backbone to this thing and we hope mm-hmm. you eventually maybe meet jesus through that thing but we're not going to beat that down your brain and yeah. if you you believe in like maybe a god but you want to protect your family in any way you're you're welcome to join and it's been it's been so it's been a really fun ride but like you say the real thing is the grind it is Mm -hmm. a lot of fun and a lot of work and it's exhausting and we've been doing it for uh uh, just over five years now so i think we're past the point of uh of failure as a business (laughs) no return right right But we've taken on some yeah. big things. I mean, creating this network, that's that's mm-hmm. way bigger than we thought it was going to be and um, and much harder than we thought it was going to be. And you're, ta- you know, you're, listen, you're tackling subjects that aren't easy for everybody to talk about, mm. but doing it in, in a way in which, look, you've got a platform. And, yeah, you got a guy who's sort of the face of it, but you guys have also created a voice and a platform around uh, articulating your vision, right? It's one thing to have a vision for things, but to, to be able to articulate it, right? To be sure. able to take that vision that, that you guys have as Warrior Poet Society. I want to come back and ask you about the name and, and what it all means. Right, right, right. But to be able to take that vision, to articulate it, to persuade others to sort of take some movement around what you're doing, and then ultimately to empower them to be a part of your network, that vape method, <laughs> as we call it around my neck of the woods. Sure. You've, you've kind of nailed period it period on that thing so congratulations on that front what i love about part of that mission state and is talking about love for others and in that faith component that you talk about yeah look you might have your own faith principles and the guiding principles of that but it but if at a minimum if someone can come to you and be willing to say i'm not the center of the universe and there's something bigger than me okay we can work with that there you go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that, you know, there's a logical progression to that. When people start asking questions, we we think it leads them to a specific place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, America needs this right now where we're all polarized and we'd like to be galvanized under under, you know, just the banner of freedom. But, right. you know, I mean, they're challenging everything right now. Morals, gender, uh, logic itself, reason. And uh, nobody's really talking philosophy and, mm-hmm. and, and these things. Now, we, we know that those things don't necessarily turn the needle a lot in terms of business. But when we sprinkle them in and people understand that there's a core values underneath 
the um, the products that we push, and we hope the products are phenomenal, and we hope people love them, and we're gonna we're gonna make more. We're getting bigger. Um, we've got a lot of irons in the fire right now, but um, but yeah, that that undergirds everything and keeps us, mm-hmm. I think, centered. And you know, and and you know, it'll help us. Um, <laughs> Uh, stay true when, you know, if mo- too much money comes in, you know, people start selling out or being late, you know, giving up on their core, core beliefs. Well, you know, uh, we think the partnership that we have keeps each other in check and we've, you know, we've got, um, including contractors and everything. Uh, I would say close, close to 30, um, sometimes even 40 with, with, uh, more distant contractors mm-hmm. working with us in force right now. So we got a lot of people helping, help keeping us centered and, and uh, on the mission. Yeah, man. Keeping them guardrails up. Right? Yeah. You know, so you remember what's important. Shoot, man, you got steak knives at this point. I mean, that's, that's we got steak knives. Um, <laughs> those are fun. Um, yeah. Rifle straps. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Really yeah. We got stuff. straps and, and, and cigar cutters. Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking at coffee, uh, and and that's one of the things too we realized is the world out there. A lot of people be like, why why won't you just stick to gun stuff? Well, here's the thing: you've got to evolve as a company. Over time, you got to grow. So we're going to test a million different things, and then you know if the market wants it, we'll we'll make it and we'll make it well. So you know we want it to be made in America as much as we can. And I we think that people are saying, hey, if if you want to compete against the Facebooks and the Amazons. And the giant companies out there, we need some more conservative voices and some, you know, not not necessarily even conservative. It could be more moderate, but everything is so. All the big companies are so left leaning, mm-hmm. and they're they're like, hey, if you want to compete, Black Rifle's example of that. Yeah, they were able to For compete sure. against Starbucks because they gave people something they could throw their money at. Right, and those that guys and those yeah. guys built up something around you know, uh, a community that, that they knew would be supportive of what they were creating that real strength of purpose in, sure. in that, you know, sort of second phase of their careers, right. And having those guys, right. you know, serve their nation proudly. And they thought, well, what can we do next? Well, here's something we're passionate about his, his recent interview with Rogan, I thought was obviously incredible as always. And, and love hearing that perspective. All right. We we've, we've, we've talked about it, right. We've mentioned the name, sure. we've given a little bit of insight, but tell us about the meaning behind warrior poet society. What is it? And who is a warrior poet? Gotcha. So, so we get this question a lot and people say, what is warrior poet society? And what did they do? And it's a lot, it's hard to explain because we're a YouTube company. We're an e-commerce platform. We sell a lot of different things to the tactical world and just stuff guys and, you know, guys would like. And ironically, a lot of our shoppers are women. So that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a women apparel coming out in the fall. Um, you know, we've got our TV network where we've got about eight shows that are running right now. We've got uh, pistol classes that we teach in person and online. Um, on on the network, so you can subscribe there and get John's full library of training classes. But we've also got classes by Greg Douglas and by uh, Ryan Kleckner uh, and uh, and uh, a few others that mm-hmm. are coming on there in the fall. So that's really cool. So it's hard to distill it down into one thing. Our mission statement is to become a society of like-minded individuals uh, who are trying to become protectors for a higher purpose. Uh, and so that's kind of fun, but what it really is, is like, I guess the idea of the modern, modern day Renaissance man mm-hmm. mixed with like a philosopher or an intellectual who wants to be in control of his body, protect others and is ready to, you know, John would say, um, commit violence in the protection of other people. Yeah. And violence is the word we use and not just like be, you know, just fight 
because we want people to understand that there's a violent mechanism to manliness that when utilized correctly can be very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we're also showing the other side that these warriors, you know, these special ops guys, these fighters, when they come back, they're actually sweethearts. You know, a lot of them are big teddy bears. Yep. Um, some of them I've have seen that in countless, right. Countless guys and, and guys I call friends now in that community and, and open their arms up for you. Right. You and I right. never wore the nation's uniform. Those guys open their arms up for you. If you're just That's real exactly. with them and, and just great giant hearts. Um, Real and it's quick. not a club that you can't even be a part of that. A lot of totally. the time that that's what people think they're like, you know, um, just a lady in Illinois who, who's kind of intimidated by guns and she's voted the same way forever. And she doesn't know anybody in the military. It's a very intimidating world. And we wanted mm-hmm. to demystify it and bring yeah. in that lady. So she could, you know, it used to be where you would think, Oh, the local police officer, he's my friend, protect and serve. And, um, we think we've gone away from that. So this is to help uh, uh, bring people back to understanding that the military police force and these type of men are actually necessary and quite kind. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big yeah. part of this men's leadership organization. It's a fitness group, but really it's a leadership organization called F3 fitness fellowship okay. and faith are big things that we are part of. It's a huge part of my life. And it's honestly led me down the path of creating this podcast, interviewing amazing people like, yourself. And, and oh, one of the things you. that we talk about that's very similar to this, we yes. call it a, a minivan centurion. So, so picture this, right? Yeah. You're at your kid's soccer game. There's all these adults around, but I see all those minivans for us with the F3 sticker on it. And I know I've got men that are at that game that are ready. They're primed and very ready. cool in a moment of need, they can step up and do something about it. So that's awesome. Minivan centurion sounds like they could hang out with the warrior poets for sure. 100%. You, you said something in there that really, that really hit me. Violence triggered by love, by love for others. Right. I think that's the key. Love, the word love and the word masculinity, oftentimes people think they got to run apart from each other. I don't think they for do. Sure. I don't think they do. No, no, no. And, and we're teaching that, you know, like if you don't love, if you don't love anything and you're not willing to die for it at some level or protect it, at least like, do you even love it? At, mm-hmm. at, at any, uh, and we live in such a pacified community society world now. It's like, we're afraid of death. We don't talk about death much, you know, medicine and we try to keep death as far away. And, you know, the wars that um, we've seen, they've always been distant, you know, in my lifetime. Um, I, you know, I know my dad was in Vietnam. I know my grandfather was in World War II, but it seems that we're setting up for another mess because, you know, hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy time make weak men, that kind of old adage. Uh, I don't know who said that one. Uh, I'll take credit again. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we, we want to be the counter culture to that and we succeed. Sometimes we fail. So sometimes sure. and we got to showcase that as well. Sure. You guys uh, are 100 million YouTube subscribers strong. That's rarefied air. Congratulations. Well, one, uh, 1 million, 1 million. What did I say? A hundred million. I, I, meant I a million. Love to be well, well, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you'll get there. You'll get there after this podcast, man. It's going. It's, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, listen, hundred. Uh, uh, that would be incredible. One million YouTube subscribers strong. It's amazing. There's a couple pieces of content that I want to specifically talk about because I, sure. I was watching a few pieces recently. I want to get your thoughts on the death front. Look, the battle's been fought. The war's been won. Death's lost its grip on me. My Boy, brother. you are you talking I mean? preach. <laughs> so, so it's all good on that front. All right, uh, talking about dying. I'm not trying to make this a big death part of it. 
There's a there's an episode uh, of content uh, where John's talking about would you die for your country? It is powerful, man. Um, How much of that is pre-scripted out? How much of that is him collecting his thoughts? It's simple one shot camera and him or how much of that is just him kind of kind of doing his thing. Well, right. So John's always been able to kind of do his thing. Right. And when it comes to the comedy on the network side, you know, we kind of just ad lib it and we just flow back and forth because we've been making the same jokes since college. But also, too, you know, we do we do have discussions on philosophy and and um, that's that's John's hobby, you know, too. And we're getting we're getting around people who aren't laymen recently. You know, we got people like Mike Lacona and we're hoping to uh, to uh, interview some heavy hitter soon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, once John gets his, um, his outline in place, he's able to pontificate for lack of a better word on yeah, it for, sure. uh, for a few times. So he'll, he'll, he'll give it, you know, a couple takes sometimes normally the start is the hard part. Uh, just like anything you want to just get into a flow and then you yeah. flow. So, so maybe you, maybe you'll stutter start a couple times. And then, and then once you're in a flow, it's like talking to, to an audience, you know, you, you, uh, you get a few cuts in there, a little bit of editing, and you're good to go. No, he's he's really good at being able to, once he gets his his ideas in place, just go ahead and let it fly. So I think that one was a, you know, an outline and then a couple tries. Just guys, go watch that. We'll put the link to it uh, in the show notes and anything we do on social media. The Apocalypse Challenge. Three guys, 40 yeah. bucks each, heading into the, the local Walmart who right. I noticed was none too thrilled about cameras coming in. I understand that, no, but you got to, like you got to shop for what you need. If the apocalypse goes down is a, a loose working uh, theme. Your stuff, That's right. hilarious. your stuff was hilarious. Obviously all the marshmallows. Thank great. you. And, and to be honest, I think I still won. Like the more <laughs> I think about what I did, I'm like, of course I was just being, just being goofy. And I was like, wait a second. I absolutely won. If we're just, if we're just heading down the road to get home a couple days, I picked the right stuff. I got the beer. I got, I got, mm-hmm. got some marshmallows, got a little snack, got yep. some stuff to barter with. Yep. And these guys are, these guys are pretending they're about, about to go into the woods for like 50 days. Yeah. If, if we're doing that, then, then I definitely lost, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked like you guys had a great, uh, a great time with it. Yeah. Look, the six yep. pack of tall boy yinglings, you had me there. Done. We're, good, we're good to go here. There's carbohydrates in there. There's a lot. Oh here. my gosh. I probably should have just gotten three of those. I would have right. one even easier when you're designing and creating, right? You've got a well-established brand at this point. How much do you come back to, you know, the themes that you want to constantly keep working as, as the creative guy, right? As the driver sure. of sure. That, how much are you focused on that? Yeah, a lot. Um, so, you know, when you build a brand, you need an iconic emblem. A lot of times people don't realize that there's secondary branding initiatives that go on beyond that. I don't know how deep into art theory you want to get, but, um, you know, uh, you tie a message to an, uh, to an image and then you sell that. And then you've got to give more than just that. You've got to give secondary images. So we build a secondary brand uh, every year. We, we build subordinating uh, images and, and uh, details and logos and stuff like that. And then we build a longitudinal brand as well as vertical. And then we sell that and it gets boring. So you, you got to change up the shirts, you got to change up the colors, you got to, but you know, t-shirts and hats are where everybody starts. And, you know, we weren't any different. We started there as well. Um, But then a lot of the times people just get pigeonholed in one thing and they stop evolving it. Yeah. 
Well, you mentioned steak knives. Well, you know, knives are cool. Dads need father, Father's Day gifts. Um, uh, ladies won't mind buying a nice set of steak knives for their husband for Father's Day. So, hey, let's try it. If it works and it sells, we'll do that. But I'll, you also got to measure what, what, the, what the market can bear and what, what the market's after. And, you know, you try to get them. Uh, try to get them what they want. But at this point, yeah, you know, we're just like any big company that wants to put their image on stuff. Mm -hmm. And we think if we have a compelling message, you know, tagline or, you know, live free, train hard, train smart, um, those kind of things, uh, then it should sell. And if it doesn't, we'll change it up. Yeah, for sure. You got to be willing to to explore and see what's available. I also appreciate how you called them steak destroyers. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, right. So, well, so we were all sitting there and I was like, we were, I was thinking of like, Oh, star destroyer, you know, sure, like, sure. I'm like, what's something, you know, badass that could resonate with some dudes. Well, we have the steak knives and they're olive wood steak knives from Italy. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And they're fairly expensive. And then we've got some, um, uh, lacquer handled black ones. And I was like, if we just say worry about steak knives, nobody was going to want these, but they're steak destroyers. And then, and then, you know, in, in, in the, uh, in the way that John talks about knife fighting and sometimes he's like, a lot of the times you want a knife that's actually like a steak knife because they're you know, really good at stabbing. I'm like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we, uh, we had a steak knife you could actually fight with. So mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> that's how that came about i love it if folks are listening and they're like man first of all i want to know more about this i want to find more about this if they haven't seen it yet the odds are they have but let's send them where they got to go so help 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 me send people to the right place. sure sure warriorpoetsociety.us that's our main site uh you can go to warriorpoetsociety.com too if you forget um our our store is uh, warriorpoetsupplyco.com and all these are going to be merged um, here soon. We're actually just going to merge it under warriorpoetsociety.com. And then if you want to check out our network, you can go to the App Store and type in Warrior Poet Society on any App Store, even on Apple TV or Roku and all that. And it'll pull up an app and you can download it. Um, or you can go, go to watchwpsn.com. So we got three websites, but if you want to just get to them all right now, uh, warriorpoetsociety.com. What about the guy who's listening who says... I kind of want to train up a little bit more. I think I want to be oh, yeah. part, part of this. Who Who is that? Who is that guy? Well, that's everybody. Well, yes. Good, good, good question. Because we want everybody to have some level of proficiency. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that come to us are either, you know, police or special force or just enthusiasts. But we're, like I said, we're demystifying this whole idea of the military, of the police force, of guns. And, you know, they're just tools. So if you want to take a pistol one, no problem. We've got lots of women and, 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 uh, you know, you have to be an adult. You have to be able to buy mm-hmm. a pistol in your, in your, uh, in your state. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can buy a pistol, you can come down to our classes and we have lots of husband and wife teams that come and all the way up to hardcore special forces. And, you know, we just launched our new SOC P class, which is special operations combatives program. So, uh, that's for novices too. A lot of people think, Oh, well, I'm not in this world. It's a little intimidating. Well, then it's perfect for you because we're going to teach you how to do a few things that'll keep you safer. Um, Some of them are as simple as situational awareness and just being aware of yourself. But like I said, John might be one of not the best pistol instructors in in the United States. And and he's uh, a hell of a tactician. And if you want to check that out, you can go to warriorpotesociety.us and then click on the training tab. So we got the watch tab, 
training tab, the travel tab, and the whole nine yards. We and then I should mention that too. If you want to travel with with us, we we just got back from Kenya, Africa. We were filming um, a three part series for our network where we were doing a travel show, Warrior Poet Adventure Series. It's one of our uh, one of our TV shows we're producing, um, starring yours truly. Boom. There you Uh-oh. go. Get some. Uh, <laughs> we went to Kenya and we we trained with the Maasai warriors. It was fun. Nice. It was goofy. That it was amazing. Whole, it was a safari. And then next year we're headed to Normandy and we're going to go all the way through Whoa. Paris and Belgium and the Alps. And we're going to end at the Eagle's Nest and learn all about World War II. And it's it's as much a food tour as anything. And That's again, we had good call. Yeah, we had um, you know a few. Uh, tactical guys, but it mostly was families and mm-hmm. we had a whole family of kids come and cool. they had a blast and they're coming again. So we're taking a um, hundred people to, to, to uh, Normandy. And then we got a hundred people going to Israel and Jordan uh, wow. next September. So if any of that interests you, <laughs> come on with us. Uh, yeah. This sounds good. Sure. Sure. does. Yeah. You're um, invited, bro. <laughs> we, uh, you know, I had the honor of having these two brothers on, the Bailey brothers on. We had them on around Memorial Day because their father during World War II was responsible for designing and maintaining all the grave sites that ended up being built in and around Get Europe out. during the Europe Theater. Pr- pretty incredible. But one of the things those guys talked about, and I'll be interested to see when you guys go, if you see this, was you want a little bit of a renewed um, faith in America as you travel through those towns where mm. World War II ripped through. Notice all the American flags that are still there today and the thankfulness that those. Oh my gosh. Right. So keep your eyes peeled on that. I can't wait for that. He said it was pretty incredible uh, traveling through these small villages and seeing American flags still hanging today. So look, we got a lot going on here, right? Yeah, it is. Right. We got a lot going on here. Uh, But those nations, (laughs) many of those nations still remember, right. The the debt we were willing to pay. One more thing before we go, I thought was really neat because you mentioned John being such a great tactician, you know, one of my favorite parts of the apocalypse uh, training video, not only just the shenanigans and the hijinks that ensued, which were great. Mm. He asked three times, three times before he took a sip of beer. Am I shooting today? Are we shooting today? Are you sure we're not shooting today? (laughs) Am I shooting today? Three or four times to confirm there was not going to be any shooting done that day before he cracked the beer. That's a serious dude. You you know, he's very serious. John's a serious guy in a lot of ways that's intimidating for a lot of people, but Honestly, he actually knew we weren't shooting, but he was doing that for the camera. He wanted to he wanted to hit that message home. That's so, good point, right? yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it was a little bit of acting to, you know, showcase the fact that, um, yes, he, he did not forget we weren't we weren't right. shooting. But right. but uh, yeah, that's a very good point. Don't don't crack a beer when you're when you're shooting. Right. <laughs> good advice, my friend. Yeah, no, he's he's great though. He, I mean, he knows how to clear a room and so you know, uh, tourniquet you up. Sure. So he he's a well, wealth of knowledge. It's a it's a beautiful partnership where you guys are able to both tap into your real skill sets, right? So it appears to me that you guys are both doing what you were born to do for those you were born to serve. Thank you. Well, when you can do that, right, it kind of becomes effortless. And so kudos to you guys. I know it's been a lot of hard work. I know that it's a yes, lot sir. of work to do, right? The amount of content you guys are generating. Holy hell. I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot of stuff. Well, that, that's, yeah. and that's the hardest part because you get writer's block and then yeah. you just go, well, yeah. what are we doing tomorrow? And, uh, and you know, we've got, I mean, I don't get to do as much design as I used to. John sure, doesn't get, I don't still get, love it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. I want to touch everything. That's one of the things we're learning now is like, I want to, I want to direct this scene. I want to act in the scene. I want to write the jokes for the scene. I want to design the, mm-hmm. the new knife. I want to, um, you know, uh, I want to help John write his, write the book, you know, but there's just not enough time and you got to hire good people. So we're, we're, we're learning to, um, uh, hire slow, fire fast and, and, uh, yep. put the right people in the right spot. Yep. Evan, I've enjoyed this conversation, man. So much fun to get to know Me you too, bro. Just hang out a little bit and, and we got a lot in common, but talk about things we all love and like it's warrior poet society.us guys there's a great chance that if you're listening to this show you've already heard of these guys but if you haven't rush over and go check them out uh fan for life uh my friend and i'm just grateful for you taking taking the Thank time and, and uh talking with us and, and telling us a little bit more about what you guys are up to my pleasure hope hopefully we can do do a collab one day absolutely in person lock it in lock it in it's done <laughs> he's evan temple they are the Warrior Poet Society. I'm Brian Jodas, and this has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.